This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Jack and Joe from Drazzled, the podcast that takes award-winning worst films and fixes them. It's not enough to just point out when a movie is bad. Which we do. Or to discover why the movie is so bad. Which we do. We go ahead and fix the whole damned thing. Yeah, we do. Bad movies, good writing. A special brand of stupid. That's Derazzled. Find Derazzled at your favorite podcast spot. We're sure to razzle dazzle ya. When the kids are asleep, that's when Dad has time to play. Welcome to the Geeky Dad After Dark. I'm here with one of my favorite uh, podcasters. You know, he's part of the Geeky Three Geeky Dad Show. Now, uh, Mark. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the show, you know? Uh, absolutely. Well, like you said, uh, my name is Mark Macrina. I am a, uh, a, an artist, a comic book artist, and a comic book writer. Um, I am a huge horror fan, horror enthusiast, and I am also one of the three geeky dads, which is actually four dads, but as we joke on our show, we we don't know we don't normally deal with the math because it's funnier that way. So we kept yeah. the title Three Geeky Dags. It has a nicer ring to it. So, but I'm I, I do do uh, Three Geeky Dads with um, Brian, Tito, and Derek, and uh, I also have a second podcast with um, with Tito from Three Geeky Dads that we do with a buddy of mine, um, Aaron Lidecker, which is called Monster Serial, which mostly covers. Uh, horror films throughout the 80s. Sometimes we dip into the latter half of the 70s or early 90s, but we roughly keep it uh, sort of an 80s horror, 80s uh, action, sci-fi kind of theme to it overall. And Monster Serial is, you know, it, it basically means uh, it's a title referring to the movies you you'd sleep over your friends at and watch and have a bowl of cereal. So that's how the title of that came about. So other than that, I'm, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, like I said, a comic book artist. I, I, I do a comic book called Werewolf with a Chainsaw. Yes. I, that, I yeah, I love that cover that you did recently. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. I'll have to get you some copies of it. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, I'm working on issue three as we speak, and that'll be coming out this October. So, um, yeah. Just in of, time for Halloween, right? Just in time for <laughs> Halloween, yes. No better time to release a horror comic. So did you uh, uh, write and create this book? I did, yes. I, I, I wrote it. I drew it. I put the color in it. I ink it. And then um, the person who puts the, uh, the book together with me is my friend Joshua Hurst, who does all the lettering and, and, like I said, puts the book together in terms of we have a letters page. 
we have fake ads. We, we really make the comic book like the old EC comics of the 50s, the, the type of comic books that uh, Tales from the Crypt uh, and, right. and, and you know, Brief Show were, were all about. So we try to get that gimmick in each issue. And he's responsible for all of that. We've had um, fellow comic book artists do fan art for it. We've, um, we, it's a fun comic book to read. It's, 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 it's gory, it's horrific, but it's extremely funny. And, um, and that's the main thing about Werewolf with the Chainsaw. We want people to have fun reading this book. Don't take it too seriously. It's definitely not a serious book at all with a title like Werewolf with the Chainsaw. Right. It really couldn't be. So, um, and that's, uh, that's really all we've got going with that so far. It's in each, each issue, we add something more, a, a new gimmick, a new joke. Right. Uh, and right now we're planning on doing six issues of it and then okay. it into a graphic novel that you can order. And I don't know what happens after that. We'll see. So uh, what's what's the basic uh, premise? Of Werewolf with a Chainsaw? Yes. Well, yeah. other than it, well you've, uh, you've got a man by the name of Eric Hall, who is a wannabe serial killer and mm -hmm. tries to um, create a gimmick. He's big into slasher films and he wants to create his own gimmick. Freddie had the glove, Jason had the hockey mask. He figures, I wanna, I wanna be a gimmicky uh, serial killer. So he gets himself a werewolf mask and a chainsaw and he's about to commit his first uh, killing spree when he is in fact bitten by an actual werewolf. Oh, okay. Turns him into a werewolf with a chainsaw through just horrific magic and just convenient storytelling. So that's, <laughs> that's the basic premise. And, and the first three issues have been him searching for the werewolf that has bitten him uh, and turned him into the monstrosity that he is. And along the way, he comes into a small New England, New Hampshire-ish kind of town where something really freaky is going on in the woods that turns anybody that goes into uh, the woods into these monstrous cannibalistic uh, nightmares. So he has to figure out what's going on. So the premise of this book is this guy who has this horrible curse, who is just always at the wrong place at the wrong time. He's not a superhero. In fact, he, he's, he's a supervillain that just, well, I wouldn't say he's a supervillain. He's a bad guy that never just, got the chance to be yeah, bad. Right, he's right. Yeah. Terrible victim of circumstance. And he <laughs> just happens to come across people and monsters that are worse than he is. Yeah. It's kind of so like Ash. Right. <laughs> yeah, sort of like that. Yeah. Although, although Ash was, it was pretty much a standard just guy right. who's out with his girl in a cabin. Although, but, you know, yeah, I would say, I would say he had a a, a deep dark uh, undertone going on in his mind sometimes. Agreed. You know? oh, yeah. Something was definitely going on in there. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he knew how to put together that. He knew how to use that chainsaw and that boomstick <laughs> pretty quick. He, he yeah. knew how to attach it to his hand, and there was something under there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of 80s uh, horror movies, now I, I would say you're one of the experts. What would you say is the top five best horror movies of the 80s? Oh, wow. I mean, that's a tough call. I can give you my opinion, but I don't know if everybody would agree. If I had to, off the top of my head, I would say Fright Night, The Thing, Howling, Creep show and an American werewolf in London. Halloween? Did I say Halloween? I'm sorry. That's 1979. I'm thinking of my uh, top 10. 
Um, the Fog. The Fog. Oh, I'm a huge fan of hmm. John Carpenter. John, yeah. yeah, John Carpenter. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's not a bad list. Yeah. Okay, in terms of slashers, go. What's your best slasher? I am, a Jason Bour- I am a Jason Voorhees Friday the 13th fan. He was okay. always pre- my favorite. Pre-zombie um, or um, like uh, inbred uh, crazy undead type? Which one? Uh, <laughs> hmm, interesting. I, I mean, my favorite is uh, part six, Jason Lives, when he's brought ah, back from the dead. Yes, that's so one of my favorites to say, too, yeah. yeah. I would have to say jo- uh, zombie, de- uh, zombie Jason versus uh mad hillbilly running jason running right. jason in part three is it's good but i i really think um i really think he's just awesome to watch from six on and i'm even right part yeah eight, which I, party it's <laughs> not yeah. a good movie but no. man i have a lot no. of fun watching it yeah i i mean i even have fun with jason in space you know <laughs> okay oh no jason x is great yeah that's a great movie yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I mean, 90, the 90s were not very kind to slasher movies. No, no. And horror was, before Scream came along, they were very stagnant. And um, what I like is... I think it's still stagnant Jason, right now. It kind of is. They're trying to yeah. bring it back with Halloween. Yeah. And I think they've done an all right job. But um, I'm waiting for that new Friday the 13th film, man. I'm, I'm yes. holding on to that yeah. dream. You know, I thought, I mean, the, the last reboot did well, I thought, you know, but mm. I guess not enough. No. Well, there's a lawsuit. Some, I don't yeah. know if that's still in effect. There's a lawsuit hanging over them right now that's been a pain in the ass for many years. So right, right, right. I don't know if that's ever going to get lifted. I can't possibly see what the problem is at this point. No, no. I'm not a legal guy. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody doesn't want money. Yeah, <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, someone's totally happy with uh, no more success. No, no. It's like every single one of those movies made a profit somehow, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I would, yeah, definitely. Yeah. If uh, I think we'd probably have like 20 by now if they didn't uh, have this problem. I think if Jason, uh, well, I think if Freddie versus Jason was better, and it did better. I, I get. I mean, I, I think it did good. I'm not positive did, on that. It I'm did not, pretty I, good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I, for some reason, I don't know what it was. New once New Line bought the rights to Jason, it's like they really didn't know what to do with them. They made no, Jason no. Now, which I really like, but a lot of people hated. Yeah. Jason X was good. Um, something happened during Freddy versus Jason. Uh, everything from getting a non horror enthusiast to direct the movie right right getting rid of Kane hotter there was just there was just a lot of really bad decision making and no, uh, all in all i still like that movie though it's very which one is uh jason oh, versus, versus yeah 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 i have yeah. some friends that really like it i i i do not unfortunately i i there's too much i know too much of it to make it unforgivable yeah. and you i know, also know what it could have been right you know and, and I, I was always looking forward to like evil dead meets jason you know? Yes. Yeah. Thankfully, and, we have the comic books for that. I right. believe they have the comic of it. Uh, yeah. And, I, you know, I remember seeing the Necronomicon in Jason Goes to Hell. Right? Yep. And That's an like, Easter egg. Right. And I was like, yep. whoa, I think they're setting up for something and I never saw it, you know? Well, they set up for a couple of things. At the end of that movie, they have 
Freddie's glove. Right. Grabbing yeah. Hands. Yeah. So everybody, I remember seeing this, what, 93, something like that. Yeah. I remember yeah. all, we all went to see it. And we were all charged because uh, all my friends and I were convinced Freddie versus Jason was going to fall. Exactly. For whatever reason. They took so long after that. Yeah. You, you killed the hype train right there, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. Another Easter egg in that movie, if you, I don't know how well you remember it, but if you remember the main character, John D. LeMay, when he's back in the Voorhees house, he falls through the floorboards and uh -huh. he lands next to a crate. And it's the crate from Creep Show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's if you cool. Look carefully, That's you cool. See, you see Julia Carpenter, yeah. Arctic Expedition, all of that. Yeah, they had a couple of them, which is pretty good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always thought, like, you know, instead of Freddy, I think Freddy and like Pinhead would have been a better combination. It would have been it, it would have been an interesting matchup. I mean, that's a fun game. All horror fans have played at one point. Mix and yeah. match would be good for who? Jason versus Michael, Freddy versus Michael, Freddy versus Pinhead. Uh, I don't know about Michael. I don't think Michael will survive against Jason. Really? No. Oh, no. I don't know. He's pretty unkillable too. Well, it's, I mean, depending on which franchise you go with now. Right, right. Yeah. I still, you know, it'd be the quietest battle. <laughs> see, so. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I would like to see the tall man uh, match up against um, Freddy. I think Leprechaun. Oh yeah, tall man. Tall man is very underrated. I think he he absolutely is. That's yeah. an underrated series. I mean, it's yes. kind of following and it has its fans, but. I mean, the, the last one was kind of out there, but, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But actually, the original Phantasm is one of my all-time favorite horror films. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I, I just, I love looking at that movie. That's that's just one long, surrealistic dream or now, nightmare. Now, if they were to um, remake that, right, who yeah. would you cast as Tallman? Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot. If I had to. Jeez. I, hmm. I, can't, I can't even begin to answer it. How about you? You have anybody top of your head? Hmm. That's a that's really a hard one. That's, that's a like tough trying one. To find, that's like trying to replace Pinhead. I don't think it can be done. <laughs> I really, they tried it with Pinhead. It did not work. And no, I don't think no. you could replace the tall man. I don't think it could because Angus, Angus Scrim is the tall man. Everything he, about he, him. He, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe. If Christopher Lee was still alive, I think he could probably do it. Yeah, yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch anything with Christopher. But that's Lee. probably too on the nose, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right, because they do have there. There is a similarity. Between yes, the, yes, absolutely. yes. Yeah, I'll go out of left field and I'll say like the Undertaker. The Undertaker. <laughs> yes. Wow, that is way out of left field, man. Yes. I want, but I mean. I, I want to see this movie. I got to see what happens now. I mean, he gives off that same vibe to me. Like the way he cool. stands there and he's like so tall and just doesn't move sometimes, you know? I don't know. Hey, Maybe. I, you, at least you thought of somebody. I can't think of anyone, so I can't argue with you. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. You know, sometimes casting is so perfect and it's hard to like get a uh, actor yeah. to really match up Which when is you do why a remake better to leave that series alone sometimes it's yeah. better to leave these movies alone although i think you know bruce campbell would be a good reggie oh you want to put yeah although although i'd rather him i see you say that but i'd rather just see him play ash fighting the tall man <laughs> at that point you're right i mean who, <laughs> oh nicholas cage as reggie huh oh that i okay i can 
could see that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be a, 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 a much different version of Reggie. But hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna go all out, go all out, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's another that's another underrated like uh anti-hero. Reggie and you know, he should he should have action figures just like Ash, I think. Well, you know, it's funny. We say they're underrated, but in the horror community, they're really not. Like in mainstream Hollywood, absolutely right. Right? But you bring up Reggie Bannister at a horror convention. I know. Yeah. Popular as Bruce Campbell. He's just as popular as Tom Atkins. I mean, these guys are these guys you are know, super mega movie stars. You, you don't see like the action figures or the video games. You know, Phantasm video game would be awesome. Like, mm. you know, mm-hmm. that would be cool. Yeah. There's like a ton of uh, Evil Dead uh, video games out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe they can do it like a TV show. Fantastic. It'd be an interesting series. Sure. Yeah. 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 Now, uh, but besides this, I see that you did a cover for a book recently. Oh, um, yeah. I did a I did a, a book cover for my friend, uh, Sonic Baradian. She is a, uh, a, a writer. I guess I can call her a novelist now because she has published her first book called Within Fire which is a mm-hmm. young adult fantasy book, uh, young kids, superpowers. Um, and I, I know I have known Sonic for years and she had asked me to do a book cover for her. And of course I did. And she's planning on writing more books. So I know we're going to collaborate again, but yeah, that was my first, uh, that was my first art ever for a novel. That's I've done cool. comic covers and fan art before for comics, but yeah, it was kind of cool. It was a mixture of watercolor and acrylic and, um, it, it was it was a, it was a different medium that I don't normally work in or ha- I haven't you know worked with acrylic in an awfully long time so it was kind of cool to jump back into that. That's cool. That's cool. You know, it's good when you can branch out, you know, and mm-hmm. develop your art a little bit. I mean, uh, I I uh, I did a comic book, a couple of comic books in my past. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I did a book called The Dream Reavers, which I describe as, um, you know. Uh, the Dream Warriors meets X Men, you know. Cool. Yeah, Very it nice. was it was basically a bunch of teens, and they have special powers in their dreams, mm-hmm. right? And they have to fight like a, a dream demon, which who was trying to come into the real world. It's, it's a lot like Freddy. Mm. You were heavily influenced by Dream yeah. Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, there's a lot uh, a lot of differences besides the you know superficial ones right 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 yeah uh i gotta i gotta give you a copy of that i think you'd really like it actually we'll have to want we'll to do a comic exchange then yeah we gotta do that yeah yep. are you gonna do any um like conventions near uh new york one day i'm not planning on uh new york anytime soon the next convention i'll be doing will be in uh it will be in massachusetts in taunton i'll be doing the uh monster expo returns Mm, which is a horror okay. convention um, who it, it's now on its third show, I think, because I think they did their first one last Halloween and then they had a halfway to Halloween one this past April. So I believe this is their third uh, Monster Expo show. And it's it's an it's an excellent convention. It grows each show. There's just uh, more vendors, more guest stars. Uh, they have a very good set up this year they got a they got a nightmare on elm street reunion with uh many of the cast members from the series mark Patton from part two is um uh going to be there and i believe they're doing a screen uh, a screening of nightmare on elm street part two 
uh, as well as some other great guests lined up and tons of talented artists, uh, writers, um, just any any horror medium uh, is is that it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend going. Yeah, I got to check it out. Um, get to Massachusetts this October. Yeah, I mean, it's only like six hour drive probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. You, how many kids do you have, by the way? I have two kids. My daughter, uh, I got a 13-year-old and oh. a seven-year-old. Okay, okay. You, yeah. you got the two uh, ages that are totally different. <laughs> I sure do, and it is a roller coaster ride, let me tell I you. I know, I know. But luckily, they are super cool. They take after their dad and their, their mom. My wife probably has a little to do with it, too, because... Mm-hmm. He's awesome. So they're they're punks like me with a twisted sense of humor, uh-huh. and uh, they they they've grown up basically in a haunted house. So right, right, right. I know. Uh, you know, when we grew up, uh, you know, in the eighties, I, I don't think our parents even knew we were watching these R-rated stuff or didn't care. I don't know. No, there was never allowed in my house ever. No, I had to sneak when I got my first twenty-seven inch television. Uh, I want to say sixth grade, fifth grade, I would uh-huh. wait for my parents to go to bed and then catch whatever late movie was on channel 38 or whatever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street sequel or a Critters sequel. And that's, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I used to see or, those yeah, late at yeah. night. Yeah. You're right. They used to be on all the time. Or I would go over to my friend's house and they'd have older brothers or older sisters uh, that were cool and would, would um, rent the rated R movies. We weren't allowed to get at the video store. And that's how I was exposed to movies like The Thing, Predator, right? Uh, and how The Fly, Halloween, uh, you know, Creep Show, all the greats, all the greats. So, what do you think uh, your 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 kids have seen some of these movies yet, or have you shown them? Um, well, at the risk of sounding like a terrible parent, they have seen a couple of them. Uh, <laughs> Which one? Fan, they, well, they're huge fans of Creep Show. Okay, that's not that, that's not too bad. Well, it's not too bad, except if you have a seven-year-old that likes to draw a ghoul with a severed head on a plate, um, which he did. <laughs> he made that for me not too long ago. Uh, then, it, then, it, then somebody might bat an eye at that. But <laughs> I couldn't resist. She said, and, you know, I, 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 you know, I watch the movies with them. Right, right, we, yeah. We, you know, I tell them how the effects are done and how they're all acting and how it's not real and the whole spiel you know real life violence is not as cool it's not good like it is in right the right not as colorful and cartoony it's grim and it's terrible and you know they get that i say it so much you know they 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 get agitated they say dad stop we get it we know right yeah yeah no but they do uh, love it yeah they're chucky I, fans uh-huh. they're, they're uh i said creep show fans um and then out of left field they'll like some of the weirdest stuff i was watching i think it was oh god the early 1930s jekyll and hyde and my seven-year-old loved it she absolutely loved it i couldn't believe it my kids like black and white movies i'm kind of proud of um my other daughter uh emily uh she she loves psycho the original psycho movie okay we raise them on that we raise them on good stuff you know very cool. As long as, as long as she didn't run around the house with a with a knife against you or anything. Well, there was that one. No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, you know, what is she gonna dress up as for Halloween? Norman Bates? Um, I don't know. With her, she my uh, Emily, my oldest is um, 
into cosplaying and costume design. She oh. designs her own costumes and they, and she's huge into anime. So she's usually an anime character that I have no idea. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Livy, my youngest, is probably, go, I don't, it changes every day. Last I heard, she was going to go as Chucky, but then that changed to something else. Uh, I can't remember what, but um, usually she ends up getting a cool little scary unknown monster mask and just goes around and <laughs> <coughs> usually with a toy weapon and you know scares all the older kids because <clears throat> she has no fear no fear right 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 you know uh we we watch so much like um like zombie related stuff in the house mm-hmm. anytime the baby sees any type of monster it could be like a dragon it could be just an, like anything scary looking he's like daddy a zombie a zombie everything's a zombie to him now <laughs> he can't well, different he doesn't know the difference <laughs> he'll learn he'll figure it out he'll figure it out yeah, yeah sure yeah. you know and then but he you know, goes like but then he know, goes like this pew 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 you're yeah. dead <laughs> you got that's great that's great <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what good parents we are. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I, I think the, I, I've learned that, like I said, horror was never um, allowed in my house when I was a little kid. And it just made me more fascinated to see it. Right, right. It was the opposite for me. I remember seeing, uh, you know, Friday the 13th movies, probably around like, like five, five or six years old. Wow. That was my first time seeing boobies. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I turned out right. <laughs> I think it turned out fine. My uh, <laughs> when I was six or five or six, my my world of monsters was, you know, the villains from He Man or what what the monster of the week was on Scooby. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> but I mean, I you know, I knew of the classics. We'd go, you know, we take school field trips to the library. So I knew oh. the Frankenstein monster and Dracula and the Wolfman were before right, I yeah, ever seen yeah. a Dracula movie. Uh-huh. So. Who do you think is the best actor to ever play Dracula? Bela Lugosi. Oh, okay. Old Bela school. Lugosi. Okay. Old school. I yeah. know. It, it's. A, I mean, it's a toss-up. Christopher Lee is right up there. But uh-huh. um, <clears throat> I think it's the fact that, you know, so it's been done before, but an actor that creates an icon and then to forever be stamped with it in terms of how they move, how they speak, what they look like. I mean, Bela Lugosi is Dracula, meaning people know who Bela Lugosi is, even if they don't know who Bela Lugosi is, because he is the quintessential makeup of what we think of as Dracula. Right, right. Stoker's novel, um, horror fans will say, well, I like the Christopher Lee version better. I think Gary Oldman was really good. He's true to the book. Absolutely. All valid points. But the, to, to the two main audiences, and just, I mean, beyond movie audiences, just, just as a cultural thing, when, mm-hmm. we do a vamp, when we do an impression of Dracula, we have Bela Lugosi's accent. We put the cape over the face. You're you right. Know? Yeah. And um, that's all credited to him and that performance. So mm-hmm. by that, I mean, that alone just proves to me he's the best Dracula because not only was he the first, but he, he forever solidified the image of how we see the character. And right. I think he's, any- he's iconic, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. always, uh, you know, um, favorite uh, Leslie Nielsen. 
well, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, again, uh, my youngest, Libby, that's one of her favorite movies, Dracula Dead and Loving It. She yeah. knows who uh, Renfield is, uh, Mina, Dr. Seward, Van Helsing. Right, right, yeah. She knows the whole Dracula war because of that movie. So, uh, and I like that movie. So Now, now uh, when you were growing up, you, did you lean to like, uh, what horror comics did you like? Besides, well, well, you know, I, Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that, maybe, I don't know. I, horror comics for me, I really got into those when I was older. It was through, again, Creepshow and the series Tales from the Crypt mm -hmm. when I started digging into the comics that they were based on. Mm -hmm. um, before that, there really wasn't a lot of horror comics that I had to choose from, or I, I that I, I remember reading. I, at that time, I was reading a lot of Spider-Man and right. a lot of Batman. Um, <clears throat> later on, I remember picking up the first volume of 30 Days of Night because oh, yes. the movie yeah. had yeah. just come out. Um, but I, no, actually, I think I, you know, I had read the first book before the movie had come out, but I heard there was a movie coming out of it mm -hmm. and somebody was telling me the premise and I thought, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I picked that up and Steve Niles is, Steve Niles is a great horror writer and Ben Templesmith's art in that book is incredible. Exactly. I, yeah. Um, other than that, other than, again, going through back issues of Tales from the Crypt and stuff, there were not a lot of horror comics. I mean, DC had an, uh, like uh, House of Mystery. Um, right checked out some of those well yeah. not the house again not until i was older mm -hmm. and uh super into comics when i was a kid i was more into the uh more into monsters and movies um mm -hmm. really my love of comic books didn't um get too serious until after tim burton's batman oh, okay really okay have you checked out some <laughs> of the or like the uh, original run of hellblazer you know, I just started to not too long ago. Uh -huh. Constantine was a character I always liked. I always liked the Justice League Dark, but um, I've only recently gotten to his solo stuff. And a, that the, original it's, run it's, is pretty it, dark. Yeah, yeah the know? Vertigo stuff. And I'm, yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, Alan Moore's like run on Swamp Thing was pretty great too, mm -hmm. where, where they introduced Constantine in there. I did read that. I did enjoy that run immensely. I remember picking up, um, like, back in the mid '90s. I remember picking up back issues of Nightbreed and the Hellraiser. Oh yeah, comic yeah, books. yeah. So um, it was whatever I could find at a comic book store or a flea market somewhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Marvel had a. I mean, the, the early run of of uh, Ghost Rider from the '90s. I really mm -hmm. liked that. You know, Midnight Suns. Remember that. Yeah. No, I never read that. No, it was like yeah. a team of team of all of the horror characters together in one team. Oh no, kidding! Wow. Yeah, it was like Johnny Blaze, uh, the other Ghost Rider, Danny Ketch, uh, I think uh, some of the guys from the Dark Hold cult. Mm. There was a book called Dark Hold. Uh, I think Werewolf by Night was there. Doctor Strange. I do know that one. Yep. Doctor Strange was part of this team. Um, Elsa Bloodstone maybe was there too. Yeah, a, a bunch of horror characters from Marvel. They just joined up as a team, and I think they might they might be leading up to that. That's with the cool. Blade, with the Blade movie. 
you know, I think he's going to be recruiting people and starting up a team. Plus, there's a Midnight Suns game coming out. Oh, wow. nice. So, you know, when Marvel starts amping up something, you know, something's brewing. Yeah. You know? Always. There's always yeah. something. Something's always coming down the pipeline with Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, by the way, what do you think of Blade? Blade is a pretty good horror character, right? Oh, yeah. I did like Blade. Um, I, I mean, again, my first introduction to him was the movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> um, think the comics right. ever match the greatness of the movie. Though. No, the That's, movie was yeah. phenomenal. The, they never match. The, the comics never match that in terms no? of tone. No. He was more of like a um, blaxploitation kind of character. In the 70s, right, right. Really goofy looking, so too. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I remember seeing old pictures of him. I would love to see that version. I'm, right. I'm really big in the horror um, exploitation. Blackula is one of my favorite films. <laughs> yeah. And um, I would love to see that whole uh, genre kind of make an appearance in something. Right. You never know with Marvel, yeah. you know. They've done, they've done some crazy stuff. You know, I never thought I'd see the Luke Cage, you know, original mm-hmm. suit. And they showed it for like one scene in the show, you know. Yeah, they, they don't often disappoint. No, no, no. You know, I, I was hoping uh, we'd see some more horror-related stuff from Marvel, but we haven't really had any. I'm hoping, you know, Blade is going to be PG-13, and uh, mm. I, think, I hope it doesn't neuter the character too much, you know? No, I, I, I hope not either. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if you're dealing with a vampire slayer, you, you, you've, you're, well, I got fireworks going on outside. Excuse me. Someone's throwing us <laughs> a party. Oh gosh. What wow. July is yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Excuse me one second. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. No problem. No problem. <laughs> the yes. One night. This town, I live in the quietest of neighborhoods. The one time you and I do this, I gotta, you know. I got a fiesta going on out there. That's fine. It brings more realism to the show. <laughs> I hardly do any edits at all. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta listen to your Monster Serial show. I didn't know that you had another show. Actually. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's pretty good. We've been doing that for over a year now, uh, about a year, a little over a year actually. Wow. Um, and you know, available on on Spotify and iTunes, and uh, yeah, check it out. If you ever need a guest, call me because I love okay, I love horror up. stuff. I've seen probably everything from the eighties and the nineties. You know? Now, what is uh, what are, what are your favorite? I haven't asked you what if you had to give me a top five. Okay, what would you throw in there? Well, I would say um, the first uh, Friday the Thirteenth movie, mm-hmm. not on the list, actually, <laughs> <laughs> only the last part. The last ending of that movie is pretty scary. But uh, Sleepaway Camp. Mm, that's a good one. Freaks me out to this yep. day. Okay? That last scene where they just freeze frame on her face. Well, uh, I don't know how to say it. I can't say her, right? No. <laughs> I mean, if people haven't seen the movie by now, it's... Right, yeah. You know. I mean, that freeze frame on that oh. face, I still get nightmares from that same scene. Okay? Mm-hmm. The whole movie as a whole is kind of generic, but that last scene just blew my mind when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's freaky. Um, the thing mm-hmm. I gotta say, that was pretty gross. The fly, 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that one. Good choice. Yeah. Excellent the fly choice. was really gross when I was a kid. Um, uh, most of Cronenberg's movies were pretty out there in the 80s, you know? I'm a big Cronenberg fan. Yeah. I love Videodrome. That's my Videodrome, favorite. Videodrome, yes. Very freaky movie as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else. Um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I liked part three also. You know? Mm-hmm. The rest, uh, I can give or take here and there, you know, but the, yeah. the first and the third are my favorites. Yeah. I, um, I really like the first four. I, I even right. throw four in there because it's a, it's a continuation of, of Alice's story. And I really like the character of Alice. Right. You know? I didn't like that. They recast everybody. That's one of the main reasons. I, didn't like I know that was, it was, um, yeah. Uh, Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Yeah. Replaced with Tuesday night and, that was unfortunate, but you know, everybody else was pretty much the same. So yeah, pretty much, okay. yeah. You know, the great thing about that series is the cover art for the movies, especially one through four. The poster art is phenomenal. Yes, kind I think it's uh, it's painted, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, they're yeah, they're fantastic paintings, beautiful yeah. image. You know, yeah. something we we're kind of getting back to a little bit now with special editions and, and shout factory, screen factory releasing right, yeah, yeah. special collector editions of movies where we're getting these cool art artistic covers again. Uh, but when, when it comes to uh, iconic movie posters and uh, movie art, those are at the top. As far as I'm concerned, I think they're some of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else is another one? Uh, oh yes. Uh, the first Hellraiser were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Um, second one was good too. I like the second one as well. I wouldn't put it in my top five though. There's so many movies. All of the, you know, um, uh, I, I like Dawn of the Dead. Is that's that's not eighties though? That's late seventies. Yeah, Dawn of the technically no, but yeah. you can talk about it if you want to. I Evil threw Halloween Evil accident. Dead too. I got to put up in there. Evil Dead too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I may have to. You brought that up. I may have to um, revamp my list a bit, and because I, oh man, it's, no, I really love the fog. See, I'm going through this in my mind right now. It's so tough to come <laughs> up. And then you just remember that one that slipped your mind. Oh, Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two was fantastic. Yes, that's a great movie. Yeah, very much. Yes. Um, there was another movie that John Carpenter did. Um, uh, but that I think that's uh, was that '90s. The one he did with Sam Neill. Um, oh yeah, that was that was mid '90s in the Mouth of Madness. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah that's that's which is, '90s. Which is a very underrated film, and it's very one much. of the best. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. much. Um, that's part of that Apocalypse trilogy he did. Uh, the Thing, um, Prince of Darkness, and oh, in the Prince of, of Darkness. That's a yeah. good one. I keep forgetting about Prince one. of Darkness. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I mean, trying yeah. to create a top five in this genre. You, you have home runs just from one director alone. It's tough right. to like. Yes, yes, you know? yes. You know, half of my list has John Carpenter movies in there. I should mix it up a little bit. You know? <laughs> All right. So, why do you think the '80s had so many classic horror movies? I I think it's because uh, the the next generation of filmmakers were a generation that grew up 
on the classics. I mean, they were just at the right age to start uh, pursuing a serious career in filmmaking. And they brought with them um, their imaginations, but also a passion for the horror genre that I don't think you had seen before. Um, it kind of it kind of seeped in really with the late seventies um, with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, Night of the Living, yeah, even you know Dawn of the Dead. Um, it was the new breed of filmmaker that that came along that again just had a love for this kind of genre that say filmmakers in the thirties didn't necessarily have. They they loved making. They may have loved what they did, but they were under more restrictions. And then I right. think what happened was horror got went big budget with Jaws. Uh, it, it got seriously mainstream with films like The Omen and The Exorcist. Right. And it was reaching a bigger audience. And I think studios were um, noticing this, executives were noticing this. And because of yeah. this, they were now giving the, the film these filmmakers with this unbridled passion for horror more money so they could do what they wanted to do. Ergo, you have these films with fantastic special effects. Um, you have these outlandish stories. Um, and, and you have them in a time where the 80s is really about excess, right? It's, it's a fun decade or yeah. it's looked back yeah. on as a very fun decade with, it's the MTV generation. You know, music was wild at that time. It was, it was either neon pants and Madonna <laughs> or you know, it was metal. It was right, right. Was, and um, and there was just so much going on in that decade that horror movies just reflected everything that was happening at that time. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and and so uh, so much of it was just something we had never seen before. Technology was on the rise, so they were allowed to do more uh, practical effects. And again, music was on the rise. So they yeah. started seriously taking to effect how to record a score for a film. Uh, and again, it's the generation of filmmakers themselves. They, they, yeah. They're coming out of the 70s. They're coming out of the, this strange era and their minds are all filled with this these abstract ideas. And I think that's what trans, that's why they translate so well the films and 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 man do we get some uh some real strange ones you know especially in the mid 80s like you look at those uh films of of the 1980s you look at the fog you look at the you know the howling and american world from london i mean those are pretty much as fun as they are and as awesome as they are they're great you know they're pretty straightforward monster movies straightforward right. yeah films. they're still yeah. kind of that standard storytelling vibe left over from the 70s but by the mid 80s we're talking chopping mall we're talking reanimator sleepaway camp oh, reanimator i forgot to mention that <laughs> yeah so did i now mentioning that that's another thing <laughs> it's just it's almost impossible yeah that's why you say uh, that's why i said on the top top of my head but <laughs> yeah yeah you know it, it's easier to name like some movies from the 80s than than in the 90s i think yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, 90s horror has its place, too. There's a, there's a lot of it that I really did like. There's some, there's some unsung gems in the 90s. Again, In the Mouth of Madness, John Carpenter's Vampires. There's a werewolf movie called Bad Moon that um, had oh, a yes. one under the I, radar. I yeah. did see that one, yeah. Right, yeah. and then Scream came along, and Scream, you know, kind of revolutionized the genre again, the slasher genre. Right. And, uh, 
it, it created there was a, a lot of there was a lot of slashers right out the screen blood cap copycat right. slasher movies. Yeah, yeah a lot of imitators and, and then it grew it grew tiring after a while you know right yeah. I, I, but i still dug you know i was you know i was still a young kid in the 90s so i was still going to see horror films in the theater at that time right yeah, yeah. And jason goes to hell um west craven's new nightmare Right. Was another one I went to see, you know, there were uh, Halloween Curse of Michael Myers, which is actually a favorite of mine that mm-hmm. I, I which I really one? Uh, uh, there was like two cuts of that. Uh, I mean, I like the director's cut better, but, uh-huh. I, you know, I had I had seen the theatrical cut, obviously, in the theater. So, OK, yeah, yeah, I, I actually like the director's cut, too. Yeah. Oh, I do, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm surprised, you know, I wish they had gone more into that thorn cult thing you know we never got no resolution out of that you know well i mean it was it was good storytelling but uh, on the other side of it it was it was kind of hurting the whole mystique of michael myers a little kind of kind of you take the mystery out of, of of michael myers it's it's not as effective i mean even the rob zombie uh halloween film which i actually enjoy i consider that a multiverse or a or a what if scenario <laughs> you know, yeah it, it exists in a parallel world what if what if michael myers came from white trash you know but right right yeah um, but even that film it's good but you I, know. I feel i feel like one day we're gonna see like uh, a no way home situation where they bring all three michaels together <laughs> yeah. you know you never know anything's you possible never know. they're doing you everything now i mean they, they, they there's nothing that can stop them from doing any of that stuff so what was the name of that evil company from part three of halloween oh the uh, silver shamrock yeah what if like uh we go back to that universe the silver shamrock opens up a dimensional gateway for all the michaels mm-hmm. to come through <laughs> to get right see i'll see it get right and there you go there you go. That's an idea. Like nobody steal this. It's our idea. No, Hollywood's not that smart to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Halloween three. That's another favorite. Son of a gun. Yeah, very yeah. underrated that one. Uh-huh. I think. Well, I'm a big Tom Atkins fan, as as the dads will tell oh, you. Oh, night, night of the creeps. Night of the creeps. See. Oh man. How did I forget that? Monster Squad. I mean, Monster you can Squad. Go on. Gremlins. Yeah. They're all good. You know yeah. what? Scrap it. There is no top five wrath that can't be done. Even the critters. I, I like critters. I like ghoulies, you know. Oh, the critters is great. Critters is yeah. an excellent movie. Yeah. 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 I, I even like the one where he went to space. Mm-hmm. Number four. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I don't know if they did any more after that. There was uh there was one release not too long ago on sci-fi. I can't remember what the subtitle of it. It was called Critters. Um, was it the last binge? Oh wow! Yeah, it wasn't very good, unfortunately. No. And there was a short-lived series on Shutter. But oh uh, yes, there was. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that. That was that was that was pretty. Uh, I never got to see that one. Weird, actually. Yeah. That was strange. That went a little too comedic for me. And right. Critters. I mean, that's that's a funny concept, but. They kind of crossed the line into goofy slapstick. Too goofy, too slapsticky for me. So right, yeah, yeah. They were, they were, they were getting there towards the end too, right? Anyway, right. Yeah. And I think Angela Bassett. That's one of her first movies. Part four. Was she? I think, wow. she, was, I think I she was in that. 
And, Le- and Leonardo DiCaprio was in one of those too. Part three. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you got to yeah. get your start somewhere. You know? I know. I know. <laughs> you know, uh, I think uh, you know, we haven't seen a good slasher, like a new slasher. Besides like maybe Hatchet. That's about it. Well, the last, the last, well, Hatchet's great. I love the Hatchet. Yeah, Hatchet. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Adam Green. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Was Strangers, and that's early 2000s for me. Yeah, I guess. Strangers, great yeah. film. I really like that one. They didn't really do too much with that, though. They just did two well, movies, you, and that's it. Because you didn't have to. It, it yeah. was pretty simple. I like that they right. didn't come out with it. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess you can guess, uh, you can count the creeper, Jeepers Creeper, that yeah, guy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely a horror villain. And, he, yeah. you know, he yeah. cherry, especially in part two, he cherry picks his targets one by one, yeah. you know, attacking yeah. them when they're all trapped on that. But I actually like that movie. I like that one better than the first one, believe it yes, or not. Yes, I do. You know, uh, you know, every time I watch that movie, I get creeped out because of, uh, you know, the director's past. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get kind of because you know, there's some shots where he's like lingering on, you know, shots mm-hmm. of the the guys, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. is this guy playing out his own fantasy on screen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that definitely hurt the franchise. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tough to separate that stuff for sure. Yeah. Right? Same yeah. thing goes with all the Brian Singer movies right now. Every time I look mm-hmm. at those movies, I'm like, okay. I know. I'm a big Usual Suspect fan and that's brian singer and kevin spacey that's really hard for me right right and you know i heard i heard there was some some shenanigans with app pupil oh really yeah with the young uh, actors on that on that movie was that brad brad renfro yes i heard i heard there was some allegations there Uh, yeah well i mean the scare i mean real life is scarier than any anything we've watched in the 80s exactly exactly yeah, you know. Uh, what, what did you think about like uh, the 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 Freddy remake? I wasn't a huge fan of it. No. You know, it's you know you you catch your lightning in a bottle. Speaking of know, pedophilia, that, that whole cliche, you know, you know, I yeah. just yeah. The, you you know you asked what made the '80s great for movies, and I think it's because they were fun. Exactly. There is a fun, there is a, even many of the, maybe not so much Hellraiser, but many of the, of the classic 80s horror films had, had a funhouse quality to them, you know? And I think with a lot of these remakes, they suck all the fun out of the movie. Yeah, they make it too serious, you know? Yeah, Yeah, they take themselves way too seriously. And, and, and I think, I think that movie, you know, uh, took itself way too serious because this is, you know, you're dealing with a very taboo subject. It's and, exactly, you know, yeah. And if, you're, if you're, you know, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, they, they were kind of smart in how they approached they, the whole child molestation thing. They said child killer. You know, they right, didn't right. much into that. And then they yeah. like kind of play with his innocence, like maybe he was innocent at one point, you know? As the sequels went on, yeah. I mean, by yeah. that point, the whole series was lighthearted and almost cartoony. Right. By part six, when he's the Wicked Witch of the West at one point, he's, <laughs> he, uh, he, um, I, I can't remember who he does it to. He's, there's a, there's a scene in part six where he's pushing this cart of spikes out into the middle of the road. Right. And 
and he all the world he looks like and he's referenced Bugs Bunny in this moment he said he tried <laughs> to play the character like a Looney Tunes character right yeah that's when you go too far off the comedic deep end for me right yeah <clears throat> but at least again it still had that element of funhouse to it and I, I I think a lot of these remakes that try to to capture that they, they just um they just don't get it they think no. they think to themselves what made Nightmare on Elm Street great well it's all the gore all the scares let's up the let's up the gore and let's uh let's up the darkness of freddy he's darker now let's kill some more kids let's bring that's not what made freddy great what made freddy great was he was a he was a movie villain that right. we, that kids could all boo at but boo at yeah. in a fun way right because we all love our villains exactly but even, in that, even in that first movie you know he's pretty serious. He's not cracking a lot of jokes in that film, but he's still moving in a. He in does a, some funny stuff in there, though. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's he's moving in an otherworldly, almost I don't want to say goofy because it sounds insulting, but he 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 does move, kind of like a silent movie villain in that. And film. you know, I I I found that his face was more scary in the first movie because it was always juicy. Absolutely, you know? and it's not in the shadow. Yeah. It's Shadow, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like it always looked wet. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, it was like so gross. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Towards the end, the, the the face looked so dried out and like not scary anymore. He looked like a Joker a little bit, right? You know? Well, don't forget by what was it five six maybe he had become uh, he had become a toy. He become a doll for children to play with. Oh yes, I he, mean, was. he was. He was I on actually. You know, I got in trouble as a kid because I used to call that one nine hundred number. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I kept calling, and like the 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 phone bill was like a couple of hundred dollars, mm -hmm. and you know, I got in trouble bad. <laughs> okay. Yep. To talk yeah. to a child killer. See what I yes. mean? Yes, yes, yes. But you didn't know it. You didn't think about it. And you didn't think about it because you were having too much of a good time watching this movie. Because as scary as it was, there was that part of you that knew it's make-believe. It's a fun house ride. Right, yeah. Haunted house attraction, you know. And uh, and sadly, I think it's it, it, that's been taken away from a lot of horror films now. There's still some of them are still out there, but just not in in abundance like they were no in that. no no i mean uh especially you know i, I mean i like the evil dead remake mm. but i felt it was too serious also you know? now that's the one exception i don't yeah. know why it works for me but i really thought that was an excellent remake mm. um, i thought it was okay i mean yeah. I, I i still like the ash versus the uh, evil dead oh, TV I show told, yeah, better I do yeah too, but yeah I think maybe what I liked about it was they didn't recreate Ash. Right. Yeah. They just went, they just took the premise and went in a different direction with it. They made the, they made the demons and the whole possession and the whole mythology of the Necronomicon, uh, the main focus rather than Ash himself. And I think that's why that works as opposed to just remaking Freddy Krueger. Yes. You know, I think it yeah. would have been, I think the evil dead remake would have, been worse if they tried to make a serious Evil Dead movie and have a serious Ash. Right, you know? that's that's true. But I kind of wanted a little bit of the slapstick, a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course, that's what you grew up with. Yeah, and, and rightfully yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know they're doing a sequel to that. Uh, I don't know how that's going to fare, but we'll see.
you know. Were you a fan of the show? Oh yeah, I love the show. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. I was sad that it ended. I wanted more one more season yeah. at least, you know. Same here. And it looks like we're not gonna get it. I don't know. I mean, well, they're like, talking about animated know. series. No. I think those characters showed up in the new Evil Dead game. Those uh did they really? Yeah, I think I saw like a trailer for the new game and I saw those two characters in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a continuation of the show or not. Listen, Bruce Campbell is still pretty damn popular. If they want him back bad enough, he'll come back. Don't forget, <laughs> he had a cameo, a very small cameo in that, in the uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange movie. Yeah. And <laughs> he still got a shitload of recognition and praise. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, there's still an ad. I think there's an action figure it, of him. It, his, you know. It's still uh, probably the one of the best scenes in that movie. <laughs> exactly. People, people love Bruce Campbell. The genre, I mean, he is a genre favorite for sure. And I mean, for years, uh, I heard that you know um, Sam Raimi wanted to do another movie, but then yeah. I don't know what's the hold up on that. Uh, I'm not sure of the story behind that either. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. What can you do? We're not in charge of these things. If I if yeah. I had if I had a hit franchise, I'll run that thing to the ground. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'll do 20 sequels. Keep holding on to that dream, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, I did a four-issue series at most, and I still wanted to do more, you know, but my publisher went uh it went out of business right after that. Huh. Yeah. But uh, well, I'm looking. I didn't do one. Yeah, we are actually. Oh, yeah. good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, I had some action figures made up. The main character in, in my book was, uh, was a guy in a burlap mask mm-hmm. and he had a machete. Uh, and his name was the Spook King because he was the king of like nightmares, you know? Mm. And uh, yeah. And uh, he, he hunted down little kids in their dreams. Hmm. Yeah. With a machete. I, I got to get a copy of this. Yeah. 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 But, it, you know, it, it wasn't like too R rated because it's mostly like uh, aimed for young adults. So we had to hold back a lot when we did that book. But well, I thought we, we, got, we got through with a lot of imagery <laughs> for that. You know, I, 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 tried, I tried to hold back and I couldn't. It was yeah, just too much yeah. fun. Yeah, it, it's funny, like, you know, when you're when you're working with a publisher, you got to go through guidelines. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, boy, yeah, you got to get, get a publisher who's a slasher fan. Like my uh, my my buddy, Jay Pillarella at Rubber Chicken Comics is mm-hmm. a huge slasher fan. Yeah, so yeah. He'll get behind the, the gory and the dirty stuff. Cool. Cool. I really got to check <laughs> out your book. Uh, we'll switch up uh, some addresses. I'll send you mine and you send me yours. You know? Sounds great. Sounds yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. So uh, maybe we should uh, do a review for each other's books. Ooh, huh? okay. All for, right. For our shows, huh? Sounds good to me, man. Yeah. Challenge that, accepted. A, sounds like a good idea. Okay. I think so. Yeah. All right. Now, now we got a second part. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> All right. It was great talking to you. Hey, great right? talking to you, Raf. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, we got a lot of same interests. We got, you know, we love. It's the same movies, so mm-hmm. uh, we do. I got to yep. know you've you. been on three geeky dads before, and yeah, you yeah. know, you're a huge fan of uh, all things geek like we are, yeah. And it's it's nice to see that, uh, you, you've got this love for horror too, man, which is which yeah. is great, 
Yeah, you know, we're kindred spirits, you know? Yes. All geek, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we can, so we, one, can, we, we can pick each other out in a crowd without saying anything, usually because <laughs> they're wearing a T-shirt with something, right. yeah. you know, that's, well, that's I, pretty I got, much how I meet all my friends. I got to work on merchandising. I got to, I'm going to start wearing hats that says I'm the geeky dad, you know. There so, you go. Yeah. Yeah, we have to step up on our merch game too. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you're the, you're the artistic guy in the group, right? So, you know. Yeah, you I am. Help. Maybe do some horror-related figures of the guys <laughs> or something. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Yeah, one of them could be like Jason. One could be Freddy. Mm -hmm. uh, one could be Pinhead. I don't know who Tito will be. Maybe oh, Tito thing. would be. I'd have to make Tito Freddy. Tito's a, Tito's a huge Freddy Krueger clan. Ah, cool. So, oh, yeah. And, um, as, as for the other two, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I may have to make Derek. Oh God, should I make Derek Pinhead? Oh man, I got to think about this now. Okay, okay, that's a that's a talk <laughs> for some. Uh, maybe when we get on uh, the Geeky Dad show or something. Maybe <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks for being on the show. Not a problem, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, oh, and um, yeah, I should. Can I, I, I? The guys will kill me if I don't plug the show. So, can I just plug uh, three Geeky Dads? Um, yeah. where, you, where you can hear me and uh, Brian, Tito, and Derek. You can find us on, on pretty much all um, on all podcasting platforms. I can't remember them all because I'm not the smart one. They're on but, everything. I've yeah, checked. We're, we're everywhere. Yeah, so, you're everywhere. Yeah, definitely check us out and check me and Tito over with my buddy Aaron at Monster Serial. And, and, okay, I think I, I think I, I did everything I was supposed to do. So I yes. won't get in trouble. You, get, you did good. You did good. And shamelessly plugging away. All right. I, I think that they're sending a check in the mail. Oh wow! I didn't know we got paid for doing this. <laughs> yeah, I think Brian Brian said that up. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. Usually pays me in food. That works uh, too. Though. <laughs> well, it looks like it's been working. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Rob. All right. Uh, we gotta do this again sometime. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Audible. You know, you can get thousands of great selections of audiobooks, plus exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. And, you know, you can get theatrical performances, A-list comedy, and best of all, even podcasts like this one. And all you need to do is go to Audible Trial dot com slash the geeky dad podcast and you'll get 30 days free when you sign up you know when you download titles you know you can listen to them offline anytime anywhere the app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets you can listen across devices without losing your spot and if you can't decide what you want to listen to don't worry, you can keep the credits for up to a year. And then you can binge them all in a whole series if you like. So, go to audibletrial.com slash podcast and get your free trial on us. Help out the show, help out yourself. 
and listen to great audiobooks with A-list talent narrating. Right now, I'm listening to Artemis, narrated by Rosario Dawson. You know, it feels cool to have uh, like uh, a celebrity narrating to you. It makes you feel special. So, try it out.